philosophers. Philosophers. Um. All right. Well, um. On this week's episode of Joe is wrong. Oof. I mean, that's your opinion, my dude. It is. Let me. Let's let's go ahead and talk about what we're talking about. Um, this is a kind of an ongoing discussion David and I've had, but I feel like you know it's about time. An ongoing discussion that started yesterday and had no responses. Yes, but yes. go on. Uh, that's ongoing. Okay. <laughs> um, where I I started a statement because I I've been getting into the, I've been getting into the memes a little bit lately. Um, them some of them old memes about uh capitalism and such. And um. Yeah, so there's a, there's kind of an uh, inflammatory statement that comes along with something that uh, a, a train of reasoning that I've been working through, um, and maybe at some point we'll talk about how inflammatory statements do serve a purpose, or maybe that's something else we disagree on that we can talk about <laughs> in addition to this, perhaps, perhaps. Um, but the somewhat inflammatory statement is that capitalism and altruism are diametrically opposed. Or at the very, there's something to that tune. And that's the f- exact phrasing I used, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Um, it, it, the point being that you can't, you cannot uphold altruism as a value while also trying to uphold a capitalist system, I think. That's kind of the deeper... I, I believe that was the, the gist of what your claim was, yes. Right. So, David, tell me why you can't see the light of that situation. Well, let's talk about what we're talking about a little more with some definitions. Okay. So let's talk about capitalism. Capitalism, according to Wiktionary Definition 3... A socio-economic system based on private property rights, including the private ownership or of resources or capital, with economic decisions made largely through the operation of a market unregulated by the state. So, a free market. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about altruism. Okay. Altruism, definition two. Action or behavior that benefits another or others at some cost to the performer. Okay. I would also think that we need to include definition one as well. Definition one, regard for others, both natural and moral, without regard for oneself. Devotion to the interests of others and brotherly kindness. Now, I think this might be the first bit of contention for us. I see altruism as the first definition, not just because it's more charitable to my argument, but because I think that is the more accurate, that's more accurate to altruism as a philosophy, regardless, and not so much a biological behavior. And what I'm trying to, I think it would be more appropriate to compare capitalism, which is a philosophy, to a philosophy based in altruism. You know what? I I don't think it, uh, I don't think it matters. I think that I can make my case even with definition one. Okay, and that's I, I just w- did not want to mischaracter. I didn't want you to be saying the word altruism with definition two behind it, and me with definition one behind it. Sure. So okay, with that that with that laying the groundwork, shall I begin laying out my? Please make your case. Make my case. Okay. So let's go back to capitalism. Now, I haven't really workshopped the wording too much, but we'll work through it and. I'm sure you'll ask questions to clarify. 
uh, if I make if that something does not seem clear. So, uh, by definition three, I'll just reiterate: a socio-economic system based on private property rights, including private ownership of resources or capital, with economic decisions made largely through the operations of the free, unregulated market by the state. I kind of butchered the definition, but it means the same thing. Yes, it does. Now, I would say that capitalism is not just largely through the operations of a market. It is entirely through the operations of the market. I will agree with that definition. Just to to say. But I do think even that definition hints at the problem. So, in order for... And and that kind of leans into the biggest reason why i would say these two things are diametrically opposed um in a capitalist system you as an individual own property you own the means of production as some other people who don't like capitalism would say you know you own things are owned by individuals not groups um in a real in a true in a true capitalist society there isn't even really room for things like corporations which are pseudo individual entities right these are literally social constructs legal Correct. legal concoctions of the state to abstract a group of people acting together in business right um and in this definition it explicitly uh outlines uh let's see private property rights and i would expand private to mean individual property rights of people so that's another clarifying statement that's important so in this world and in this philosophy no two people can interact without volunteering to interact it's an entirely voluntary system now that's not to say that there won't be pressures on these people to volunteer but they are naturally occurring pressures for example i get hungry i want to eat that's nature right so you're going to do what it takes to not starve to death right and granted the market will not force you to use the market to buy food but it will always present itself as an option and by the nature of the system it will it will create a cheaper way to get food than it will almost always create a system that will be make it more efficient for you to get through through the market than if you were to create it yourself. Right. That's the point. Um, right. Because at the point where it is more efficient for you to get it yourself, you're making so much that is way more than you could ever use yourself, and you are now contributing to the market. Right. And not only that, but you know, there's this whole analogy of no one knows how to make a pencil. Um, the market can bring together resources that previously would have been very difficult to organize across various difficult uh, across various um difficult circumstances be it like ge- geographic or sure. logistics all that can be brought together when people really want them to and on a volunteer basis now all of these right. things are done by incentives they're all done by everything is done by incentive no choice in the market is made other than by incentive um it's like the third time I've said incentive. These incentives are four time, five time. Okay. Um, are almost always driven by personal satisfaction and by the individual. Now where this gets difficult is when a human being claims to be altruistic. Now, if just to revisit altruism, 
I'm going to use definition one. Um, regard for others, both natural and moral, without regard for oneself, devotion to the interest of others, and brotherly kindness. So, I would argue that you cannot make decisions and you cannot be incentivized through a market if you are acting through without regard for yourself. You always have to be regarding yourself. Okay. And your premises are? Excuse me? What's your argument? I'm just asserting that that's the case. Right. You've made an assertion. Right. Now, why? Why? Because, well, I, this may go back more to human need, but I, I would claim that there is not an incentive that isn't selfish. There's not an incentive that is not selfish. Okay. All incentives are selfish incentives. We need a definition for selfish because I'm taking issue with that. Okay. I would I do, say I do not equate self-interest with selfish. I do, but okay, what okay, what you okay. What do you Selfishness think? is the opposite of altruism. Right, that's what I'm saying. Right, which is disregard for others. Right. Right. But one can be self-interested without necessarily being selfish, okay? Could you outline an instance for me of that of that being the case? So, suppose that I need food to survive. This is a, a self-interest. Right. Okay. So, I'm interested in acquiring food for myself, <clears throat> and I do so by engaging with the market and acquiring food. What step in that process do you think is where I disregard others? Do you care where the food comes from? Maybe not. Okay. Hmm. I guess this may be where we're, we're picking hairs here. Do you think having no regard is the same thing as disregarding? Sure. Okay. It, that's my point. At what point in you making that decision do you regard the well-being of another person? Or do you regard another person at all? Like, I'm regarding the well-being of the person that I'm trading with by not robbing them. But why are I'm you respecting them by engaging in formal trade. Okay. So in some way, but you're not acting to their benefit. Like you, maybe I am. I'm giving them resources in exchange for theirs. Right. But is that why you're committing the trade? I guess maybe we have to talk about this in forms of priorities here. Right. Because well, well, you're trying to you're trying to mix on layers. I'm right now only making the case that selfish self interest is not necessarily selfishness. Okay. What's the difference? And you you already said the difference is that self interest means that you care most about yourself no i never said that okay selfishness means i care only about myself with no regard for others okay and then what does self-interest self-interest it can be something can be done for self-interest in that it is something done for my own sake but not necessarily at any cost to others you know so you're saying all selfish acts have to come with a cost to others no, not necessarily. I'm not trying to miscategorize you here. I'm really not. I'm not trying to Kathy Newman you. But so you're saying. Like, right. But I am really trying to understand the difference. Because to me, having no regard for someone else, I could care less what... I could not care less. There you go. About what happens to the person who's giving me the food. If he has the food and I'm willing to trade for it, my incentive is not to help him. It's to get food. If I help him, that might just be a secondary effect. But I am not intending to do that. 
I, yeah, I guess so. I don't necessarily think I'm not necessarily equating disregard with apathy. So, like, I might feel apathy toward the person I'm trading with because I'm trying to get my food and be on my way, and it's not altogether that important what that person does after our exchange is over. So I guess we need to get the definition of what it means to regard something. Yes. Did I spell that right? No. Yeah. But there it is. Thank you, Internet. Regard. Okay, let's see. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, let's see. One's concern for another. Yep. Okay. Um, it also has semicolon esteem relation or reference. Well, right. Like, yeah. In in that sense, like regard means like respect, like with regard to, etc. But that's like a preposition, basically. There's also um the worth or estimation in which something or someone is held. So, for example, if I were to hold someone in high regard, it means right. that I have respect, high respect for that person, I suppose. Or so, I set maybe, them maybe aside. a more useful thing to look up, look up selfishness, and maybe that can give me better words to, sure, cause I, I, to I, express what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, selfishness. <laughs> no, not, shellfishness. Yes, shellfishness. <laughs> the uh, degree to which someone is a shrimp, I don't know. Or how high your shelves are. Yes. Oh, cool. Okay, what does selfish mean? Because this is a useless page. Okay, Selfish, adjective, holding one's own self-interest as the standard for decision-making. So, okay. so self-interest is used in the definition here. So, being, doing something, doing something for yourself does not necessarily mean that that is the standard for your decision-making. Okay, I might be being dumb here a little bit. Okay, when you say standard for decision making, do you like the thing that the the fulcrum, if you will, on the lever of whether I make one decision or another? Okay, so the deciding factor is that this is good for me. I don't care if it's not good for somebody else. I'm doing it. That's selfish. Right. Okay. I agree with that definition. However, so so half of that is self-interest. Self-interest is involved in selfishness. Right. One one must be self-interested to be selfish. That's a necessary uh, part. Um, self-interest is, or like, considering self-interest is considering this is good for me. But that's only one half of selfishness. The other half is, and I don't care if it's bad for somebody else. The definition of self-interest, one's personal interest or advantage, especially when pursued without regard for others. Especially when, but that's a special case. Okay. Or a, a typical case, but we're being nuanced here. Okay. So, either way, so... Yeah, I I am okay with that, Um, I think. So, you can be altruistic and still have self-interest. Is that what you're claiming? Right. And so eventually where I was going with that is that I may need to be self-interested from time to time in order to express altruism. 
obviously, if I have zero concern for myself and my own well-being, then I will die prematurely and not be able to help others if that is actually my priority. But to me, I think the whole point of altruism is having no regard for yourself. Without regard for the full definition is to regard others without, you know, to snip out the both natural and moral, you know, regard for others without regard for oneself. Right. So in order to be if if we were to imagine, I think, you know, we could we could easily look at religions because most religions hold altruism as a virtue or a value. Right. So in that context, you should live your life. If you live by this philosophy, you should not consider yourself you should only consider others or put other people above your needs and only consider your needs when the needs of others are met that's an extreme maybe an extreme case but i by definition i don't know that it could be much softer than that because you can't have regard for yourself in the system of altruism i think really it just comes down to how developed your philosophy of altruism is like if if i called myself an altruist and i don't necessarily um you know i think i think this is like a a surface level like the very beginning like seed from which a philosophy of altruism is developed is others are more important than me right i think to i think you know if a, a truly developed philosophy of altruism must include at least a little technically regard for oneself because otherwise you are utterly impotent and are incapable of helping others, which is your actual goal. Okay. So ultimately I do think even in in either of those cases, it comes down to your intentions. Would you agree? Right. So your reason for doing something, the primitive form of an altruistic philosophy would be, my reason for doing things is to benefit other people. And that is it. Right. And that's sort of like the middle part of definition one, devotion to the interests of others. Right. The more advanced would be, let's put it this way. My intentions are to bring the most benefit to others and leave it at that because the most most benefit benefit to others, regardless of how it affects myself, yourself. So in that way you can, do positive things to benefit yourself to further benefit others. Right. But it can also call you to do things that would be more detrimental to yourself if it yielded the most benefit for others. Right. Based on your own personal value. Right. I might have to sacrifice many luxuries and comforts in order to maximize how much I can bring those things to others. Yes. Right. Okay. Now the way, so I guess that's, this is, this is, I guess where uh, I see this start seeing the difference in a capitalist system. When you're driven by incentives, the only incentive, since property is held by individuals, capital is held by individuals, and decisions are made by individuals, even if your interest, even if your interests are to put other interests above yourself, you will only ever engage in and be incentivized by the market to fulfill whatever your greatest self-interest is even if that interest is other people, but in the context of the market, the market doesn't care what that interest is. It will be the interest of others. I'm assuming, do, do you follow? 
I think that I'd follow, but I don't necessarily like the verbiage that you've used because okay. now, because now you're defining my self-interest to be the interest of others if I'm an altruist. Right. Well, it, but it's it, still not my self-interest technically. Okay, it's not your. It's my priority, philosophically. Right. But it's not my self-interest. Right. Okay. So in that case, in the market of incentives, the highest. Your highest incent, what will incentivize you the most is whatever your highest value is. Yes. And that highest value, instead of being self-interest, will be altruistic interest. Right. Right. Okay. Does that epitomize, is that kind of your argument that that's yes, not the that, same that is, that as That is basically my argument is that, is that, yes, capitalism does not require me to be selfish in order to participate in the system or even to support it outright um but if all it does is mean that i can place my priorities wherever i will and if those priorities happen to be the well-being of others and not myself then that is permissible and we've not broken the system and indeed and this was the crux of the original claim one could support both of those as values. One one could say we, because I, I believe the the full quote from your original claim included, you know, that to be in support of altruism means being in, uh, opposed to capitalism, which has provided the most good for others throughout history. Right, right. So by being anti-capitalism, you are against others. I do agree with that. The part that I don't agree with is that being altruistic means being selfish okay or sorry being in favor of capitalism means not being altruistic necessarily okay i think that they can coexist fair enough my bone to pick may actually come now that we've talked through it more my bone to pick may come down more with altruism as a philosophy than how it interacts with capitalism in general okay because I would contend that you, there is no such thing as a altruistic human being. That you cannot be. You're and I'm going to be very strict on this definition because I think it matters here. You cannot disregard yourself. I do not think you are biologically able to disregard yourself consciously. Once. Well, if you qualify it with consciously, maybe not. But well, people do things unconsciously which disregard themselves. That is true. For instance, the classic example, you're in a war. Somebody throws a grenade into your trench. You realize that you're all going to die, so you throw yourself onto the, onto the thing to save your comrades. Right. I do think, however, in a capitalist system, hmm, maybe this is not true. I'll say it and we'll see. Um, most of the incentives that are act that that are used to act upon people are conscious incentives or rely on a conscious perception of the incentive. For example, in a capitalist system, you you might be driven by your instinctual hunger, right? You might be hungry, but it the capitalist system, by it being a voluntaristic system, requires you to consciously volunteer. To trade you can't just take someone else's food because you're hungry even though you really might want to because your first priority is i need to eat but you consciously have to be recognized that i need to participate in the system in order to eat you see what i'm saying 
Sure. I think that might be where um, I, I might start drawing the line there. Um, if you consciously can't be altruistic, right? Do you think that you can be consciously altruistic? Truly, by the strictest definition, consciously altruistic. I, I think that it is possible, although it might not be possible for everyone. Okay. Um, I would also, on top of that, like to assert a little bit more, because I think this might help categorize where I'm going with my argument. What does, in order for it us to objectively define what it means for something to be the most beneficial right right um you would have to be able to prove that your actions are more beneficial than any other possible action that could be taken which is impossible maybe i mean out of the realm of possibility there's always the uncertainty that there could be something well, yeah, else. Yeah, well, sure. I don't think that you can affirmatively prove anything. Right. But that's what I'm saying in an objective sense. You know, you if in order for you to use a phrase like most, you have to prove it. More, I'm a more, I'm more, I'm okay with. But most, you had to prove, and you can't. Um, but, but I think that, I think that you can get close enough. I think that you could, you know, say here here are my options. I have weighed them according to these metrics. This, among the options that I can see, this one is the most beneficial to others, as far as I can tell. Okay, and the, then you are still you are still in line with your principles as an altruist doing that, even if you're wrong. Right, but so the, long as somebody else could say no, actually this would be better, and you change your mind, then you can still be aligned with your principle. Sure. I think the issue that I run into now at this point is that in order, okay, okay, in a voluntaristic system like capitalism, the person whom you are engaging in trade with, right, can have interest in what you would use their trading value for, and any other reason besides my own self-interest is open to question by the person that you would trade with, right? And so, and then that's the point I was trying to get at. You can't make an, a in a morally in a morally relative relative system like that. It's not compatible. So, for example, the incentives of the market, because the market is a super is it's a it's a ethereal thing that is the product of people freely trading with each other. The market incentives that will occur will almost, I would say, always exist to benefit the highest interests of individuals, right? And in that, from that perspective, even if your intentions are, well, I'm doing this for other people. The market looks at that as though it's your self-interest. It's your it's your incentive, your highest incentive and self-incentive, because that's the reason you are doing what you are doing. So maybe yeah. we, and, and in that way, I mean that you can't be necessarily altruistic while also participating in a voluntary system. I don't see how that follows. I was I was right there with you till that last part. Okay. 
um, person A in the market. But, 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 let, me, let me try to explain what I what I heard, and maybe you can correct me. Okay. So what I what I heard from that is that your your claim is that you can't be an altruist if that's what you want to do. That's what that sounded like to me. It's like, well, because you want to help others, that means that you are having regard for yourself. Right. Yeah, if you want to, if you, if you are doing what you want to do, yeah, you're regarding yourself. You are doing what you want to do. Even if the thing you are doing is benefiting other people. And that's why you're doing it. You're not doing it because other people are telling you to. You're not doing it because people ask you to. Right. Why should I... Why Why does other people... T- because if I'm if I am helping others because I'm being told to, that seems more incompatible with altruism than doing it because I want to. Because altruism is... Is me dedicating myself to providing for others or whatever okay i think i think i found i think it's I think not I, altruism i if think I'm i know because i'm being ordered to. right now i think i know what it is okay okay so i think this is kind of where i'm trying to get at now that i've um by you okay by deciding yourself what is best for other people right because in order to be altruistic you are going your goal is to to bring whatever is the most benefit to other people right that is your valuation of what is best or what is better or more valuable right okay okay not now in that in, in what you're considering to be most valuable are you making that decision or are you deferring that decision to someone else to determine what is most I valuable may or may not be okay so if you are deciding right even though your action benefits other people you still are op- exercising that under your own selfish authority like you are owning yourself and you still care about that and that, that make any sense you own that decision and you're operating in your interest because your interest is helping others you are maintaining your own authority right right so maybe okay i think we i think i may i may have seen our, our stumbling point so i see i see where you're getting basically you're making a, a claim of, of arrogance on the part of the the altruist is that where this is going i mean i definitely think it's arrogant to claim to be an altruist because I don't think there is such a thing. You're either a slave or you're selfish in this case. Okay. It all depends on where the authority lies. I think... I think that's a completely different discussion. It, anyway. That is a different discussion, but... Anyway, okay. So, yeah. I guess I guess the, the, thing, the thing here... So, I don't think... And I don't remember if any of our other premises depended on this. So, we may need to step back. Sure. But, I... It, w- it was proposed that, like, one system of altruism could be uh, wanting to do the most good for others. Right. So that's, that's the paradigm we're in now. I don't think that is necessarily the only developed system of, of altruism. Okay. Like, you know, I, I can still... Because, because altruism, by the definition, is the concern for others above my, myself. 
or like devotion to the well-being of others. So even even if I'm not seeking out what the most beneficial to others thing could be, if I am helping others at cost to myself, that is altruism. If that's my philosophy to do that. Okay, can you read that one more time? Sorry, I was trying to pull up the definition of devoted because that, for some reason, I thought it might help clear things up as well. Okay. Um, but uh, what were you saying one more time? Okay. Um, it's for my benefit. Sure. Um, so, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not a requirement of altruism to seek doing the most good for others so long as it is prioritized above yourself. So valuing others above yourself is altruism. Is all it means to be altruistic. Basically. Okay. How does and that... I can, I can still do that. So so now I, I'm not stuck in the position where I either have to be arrogant or defer to somebody else to be arrogant in order to identify what is the most good. So long as I am valuing others above myself and doing things for them at cost to myself as a as a manifestation of that. That is altruism, and that is perfectly compatible with capitalism. Well, I, I still have issues, though. Like, okay. what does it mean to value someone over yourself? Like, I, I mean, I know we're nitpicking here, but I think where the authority lies is the important question to me. Why does it matter where the authority is? Because the authority under which... The, it depends on whose authority you are acting. If you're acting under someone's else, someone else's authority, then you really do have no regard for yourself. Okay. But then any action you take is not a free action. Right. Whereas okay. if the authority lies with you, you are acting freely, but you are now acting in your own self-interest over someone else's. Because you I, are holding it, you're exercising your authority to decide what it means for something to be best, what it means for something right, to be that, better. Right, and that's why I drew the, the contention with, with best, because I don't think that it necessarily has to be best. It just has to be for somebody else at cost to you. Okay, let's put this in a market example so okay. we can I can we can say... Okay, so let's say you have only $100. Let's just okay. give a limit. You have a finite amount of okay. resources. You have $100. Okay. You have $100. You need food for the next week. But there is also a family that lives in your building. And let's say you need to spend $50 to stay adequately nourished. Now, when I say adequately nourished, I mean you can still go to work, perform, and not take any kind of health hit. From it right now you can still function I'm, below I'm this maintaining level. equilibrium by doing this right now for a week you can you can spend less and eat half of what you're supposed to and still function but, but it's not sustainable it's not sustainable so in the short term you can say all right since this is a family of two people i'm going to spend 75 of my dollars and buy food for them and 25 on myself which is not enough which is not enough but but you'll live You'll make it through the week till your next paycheck. Yeah. And the only reason you're doing that is because you think that other people should eat before you eat that are in your immediate proximity. Sure. That, that's your expression of altruism is you're putting their interests and you're valuing them above yourself. So right. 
Is that is that a fair scenario? I think that is a thing that someone who calls themselves an altruist could do. Okay, sure. And that would be an ac- accurate expression of what it is they're doing, right? Of, of altruism. For I would them. I would call that altruism. Yes. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, definitely not the only thing that could be called altruism, but that I would call that altruism. Right. Okay. So that's a fine example. Now, in a capitalist scenario, the way this would play out is that you would spend all one hundred dollars of your food of your money procuring food for enough food to keep yourself alive but not sustained Mm -hmm. and then similar situation for them right when you go to the market to buy that food your incentive for being there is to fulfill in the abstract is to fulfill a goal you have set for yourself is to fulfill a standard you're holding for yourself Okay. Right. Now, granted, you can call it altruism because you are helping other people at cost to yourself. That's true. But at the moment you enter the market to procure the food yourself, the circumstances under which you're acquiring that food are irrelevant. You're there because you are wanting to buy the food. You're incentivized to buy the food because of what you want to do uh-huh. under your own authority. Yep. And that's selfish. Because no. yes, because you're doing what you want to do. It it it, it is in in the personal right, let's, let's, altruistic, but in in let's think of it this way. Okay, so I'll I'll, I'll bring up another example. Suppose uh your your uh, car has broken down, and uh, you're uh, hungry, and for whatever reason you're asking me for help. I don't know why you would, but but you're doing that. And you say, hey, David, can you go drive to the wherever and get me something to eat? And I say, okay, I'll do that. And I'm not expecting any payment back for this for some reason. Okay. Or, or perhaps we agree. You say, you know, I, and also I haven't got my paycheck in and I poorly managed my money, whatever. This is getting more complicated as I explain. But anyway, regardless, I go and spend my time and money right. on something for you and bring it to you. Now, this has not benefited me at all. Mm. It might later. That's okay. It might later, but, but it is. See, so, so part of the reason, biologically speaking, why we are okay doing these things, even though immediately it's not, is because, because, yes, and on a biological level, we have been primed to do this because it would benefit us later. But that's not a conscious thing. So, therefore, that has no impact on my philosophy. So, I might still do that. For you, where on a conscious level, this is at a total cost to me with no benefit whatsoever. But, but I want to do it. But so what? So what if I want to do it? What does that matter? It doesn't mean I'm being selfish. Like here in this case, I'm being objectively selfless. Okay, you're being objectively selfish, maybe. Okay, selfless. Selfless. But you're also behaving irrationally. Maybe so. We okay. didn't say anything about being rational. That's true. That's true. And that may be that may be where I need to fix my argument too. Like I may need to well, change my well, argument. Or I might be being rational if if I hold as a value helping others, or even if it's just specific others. I don't necessarily have to be an altruist in this example, but uh, then it is rational to do something that helps somebody else. It all depends on what my principles are. Mm. 
That's the thing about being rational. It depends on the premises. Depends on the premises. Right. So if the premise is, I seek to be, I seek to help others, even if it hurts myself, and then I do this, and I don't expect anything to help me as a result of it, that seems perfectly rational to me. There's something about it that's still not making sense to me. To okay. Be honest with you, I, and it's not. It may be just because I'm wanting to be stubborn here, but I really don't understand the difference. Um. Because I think where I originally was formulating this was that altruism came. From literally putting people above yourself in the way that you make yourself a servant to other people. Sure, and maybe it is. But I don't think... Maybe that... it is, but it, but it, but it, it's not your, like, altruistic philosophy unless it is what you value, right? Because if you're helping other people at gunpoint, that's not altruism. That is true. I, I, I totally agree, but... I understand that. I'm not trying to claim that. But what I'm saying is to allow your... It's almost like... That's a bad analogy. I was going to say it's almost like allowing yourself to be held at gunpoint to help others. But that doesn't right, make... Right, but, but no. Because then I'm still doing it because I want to. I'm like, fine, point the gun at me and I'll do it. Right. Point, point the gun at me so that I will do it because I want to do this. Well, now I'm still acting on my own motivations. And I, think, I, guess... I, I, think, I, I don't think... like Just because it's my motivation to do it doesn't mean that it's selfish well see i think this may also be because at that point what you're basically doing is you're just defining all all willful actions to be selfish and i disagree well i i do think that all willful actions are selfish and all for your own self-interest whether they be rational or irrational i think at some root they are you do things because you want to i think that's why that's the only reason anyone ever does anything is because they want to now, it may be under a circumstance, and that might just be, and that I think there's no point in talking about that too much because that's useless. Because if it's always a case, then well, what's the point? Like, you know, well, like, right. Well, because basically what this is coming down to is you're saying, well, in a free market, you do things because you want to, you don't do them because somebody's threatening you. Okay. And then also further, you're defining if you do something because you want to, that's selfishness. Right. Right. So because, because you're acting in your okay, and so then you're using that to make the claim that if you if you do something for that you can't do something for somebody else without being selfish. If you, you unless you're yeah, unless you're being threatened. So this is essentially begging the question. You're. I never said it wasn't begging the question. Right. Your <laughs> your your conclusion is part of your premises now. Now that we've gotten to this part of the the sequence of definitions. Perhaps, which makes it a useless claim. Right. Philosophers. <laughs> <laughs> um, perhaps. I do think, though, to be honest, usually the discussion I have about this doesn't come down to definitions. It comes down to talking about what the... Okay, 
usually the perception of altruism that gets accepted by the interlocutor is something along the line interlocutor sorry um at least you remember anyway go on man i don't even have my sticky you don't even have your sticky note see yeah anyway um is usually more of a uh kierkegaardian idea no not kierkegaard uh what's that other this german dude hated himself christian uh kant oh it's 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 a it's a kantian idea of altruism which is if you take any pleasure in anything that you do it is sinful or it is bad sure that's more that's typically and granted i usually have this argument with people who are religious and adopt a religious view of altruism which is usually come sure, other but Christianity, factors. one of the doctrines of Christianity is self-loathing. So that, that's a completely separate thing, though. Right. Um, and ultimately, I think... The argument usually ends up talking about how in a, a capitalist system is one that people can find fulfillment in is the only system that allows for the wide acquisition of not just wealth, but fulfillment. And that's usually where we get to the discussion because I don't think that a person can necessarily be fulfilled through altruistic motives. So a lot of my arguments are prepared for that type of discussion. And the inflammatory statement is usually just one to get people to uh, fight me (laughs) on it. You know what I mean? And maybe that's uh, maybe that's a poor way of doing it. Who knows? To be honest with you, but um, I I still think I don't know. I, it's going to require me to think about it more based on what we've discussed for sure. But just uh, time we got left. Before I, we have a bit of time. Yeah, good. Okay, I don't want to go over time. Um, I also think that this at this point I'm kind of getting off topic to be totally honest with you because I don't I have much more to say about I don't have anything to defend my argument with anymore okay against the the current line of inquiry you've given I'm not quite willing to concede at this point but it I I will likely change my argument and have to change definitions to make it more accurate to what it is i'm trying to portray okay um to leave it at that so soft concessions i guess um so i have no problem with um but this isn't formulated well at all but there's this other notion that takes place that when you behave in a way that is seen as altruistic there is an argument to be made that you any act taken to help someone freely, right? Like for example, um, like it kind of stems from that saying there ain't no there's no such thing as a free lunch kind of thing, right? Um, which is still true, even if you do believe in altruism, you can still hold that as saying like yeah, because I paid for it. Like it, this, the lunch was paid for, right? Somebody had to work to do it, right? Yeah. Um. The, the, the notion that follows along with that is free lunches are addictive. 
because it is free from the perspective of the individual who receives it at no cost, right? right. But it's not free. As far as they can tell, it's free. Yeah. And they're, uh, we can use a scientific term, in that closed system, yes, it's free. It's free. But in the open system. But it's not a closed system. Of yeah. reality, it's not, you know. Um, and there's something to be said be about disincentivizing people to participate in the market and operating as a bottleneck in the market yourself by even by performing acts of altruism that basic right. and well th- this is where it gets into like developing a philosophy of altruism right because well, like anything you can't just take it at face value the definition and that's you know take that and run with it and just start giving all your things to everybody else that that may not necessarily be the the best way to help others and that there are plenty of arguments for you know that that the best way to be altruistic is not to just give all your things away because you might be able to use your resources to help people even more effectively you know right but i think what i was trying to get at is the act of creating a bottled system like that creating a bottleneck and in a free market system like that is the seeds of where states come from when one person begins to act of their own free will to benefit other people, those sure. other people then become reliant on that person. Right. Well, well, what I was trying to get to is that that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Like Altruism True. does not necessarily have to mean handouts. It probably would involve handouts in almost all cases. But, you know, someone can be behaving altruistically in a way to, say, incentivize somebody to get on their feet and participate in the system and become productive. So that they don't have to depend on the altruist. So that the altruist can then go on and help somebody else. Sure. No, no. I totally understand that. It, it's the concept. It's very similar behind why loans exist, but without there being interest to be paid or even a a uh, principal to be paid. Right. Um, the problem, I think, comes from when you create a system like that to get someone involved and they have... It... it if you have invested nothing in the system, but you have benefited from the system, right? You are no longer incentivized to invest in the system. I feel like that's a problem. Depends on how reliable the benefit is. That's fair. It does depend on how reliable the benefit is, but if you benefit once and haven't contributed to the system, you're not necessarily reliant on it yet. Or, sorry, not necessarily disincentivized yet. Because if you know that's the only handout you're getting, well, now you still have all the pressures as if you didn't have the handout, but you might be slightly better off. True. But even then, I, I, I think that just like how we discuss things like how faith is a vehicle by which this is a very rough analogy, but how faith is a vehicle by which atrocities can be justified under moral positivity. Performing acts of altruism, even on an individual level, can lead to it creates bottlenecks in a free market that create the incentive to form an entity that bids on behalf of the downtrodden sure. or the people who need altruistic benefit. Sure, I'm I'm not going to say that. Well, we're, well. Also, I'm not here to defend altruism necessarily. Just my bad. You're just here to argue against my bad argument. Like, right. That's, and that's, that's totally pretty fair. much all yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> it's like, hey, you're wrong. 
That doesn't mean that I'm right and the, the right. thing you're arguing against is right, but you're, you're definitely not arguing it in the right way. Right, right. Um, there, there, are, there are things to be said against altruism as a value. Sure. Um, um, and that's what I, and that's usually the argument. But being anti-capitalist is not necessarily one of them. Possibly. Or at least not for that reason. Possibly, there might be, yeah. there might actually be a reason why altruism is opposed to capitalism, but it, I don't see it from these premises. I think it may not be, it may be one of those situations where if you look at it through a pragmatic lens, it might become more obvious. Cause I, I agree, like looking at it, you know not teleologically, but if looking at it metaphysically, they should not be diametrically opposed. But when you put them into practice, especially when you have the human biological propensity towards, you know, uh, altruism, which is rooted in empathy, um, it creates momentum and incentives to form systems that by their very nature are anti-capitalistic because they begin to segment the market. Like as soon as you start forming bottlenecks in the market, and you start forming sectors in that way, you know, like and you start forming intermediaries between people that act in the interest of a group. Then it becomes sure. Anti-capitalist. Yes. That, 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 yes. Then, then it could, but I think, I think now we're getting into specifics that like, this is, a, that is a, that is a thing that could also be called altruism, which is anti-capitalist. Right. And I think also when you when you look at the definition of altruism, I mean, this may not necessarily, this may be a nitpick, but like when you talk about benefiting others, you know, you're grouping right. together. I don't necessarily mean everyone as a group. But yeah, it's like, you know, or, you know, when I see, you know, dedicating oneself to the, uh, to the well-being of others, I don't mean to the well-being of society TM, you know, I might mean just to the benefit of other individuals as individuals, i.e. putting them higher in priority above myself. Like I, I might still hold all the principles of capitalism as even higher priority than others. I might say the most important thing is that we don't create a state. That That's a pretty vague principle to have. Sure. But I might say that, you know, the most important thing is that we don't regulate the market. Cool. Second priority helping other people. Well, I also think um, the another way I could tune the argument, which I think is actually a lot closer to the reality, is that you cannot prioritize a capitalist philosophy because if you look at altruism and capitalism as philosophies you wish to adopt, they will compete within your individual principle set for their higher priority. And maybe in that way they are opposed. Like you have to pick one over the other, but that's not one coming in direct conflict with the other. That's an right. That's the thing. Resolving, which yeah, which flies in the face of diamet- uh, yeah, diametric opposition. Yes. They're not diametrically opposed, but there are premises of each or principles of each which conflict. Right. So you must choose which principle overrides. Yeah. And um. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, and that's, that's a much more nuanced discussion about, you know, I don't think any individual holds a set of principles that is unprioritized, you know what I mean? And it's fine to throw priorities and exceptions in, but 
I think we've already had this discussion before. The cleaner your principal set is, when it, and by that I mean, you can, you know, it, it is an effort to constantly optimize your set of principles because if you don't uphold them, then they're not your principles. And by that nature, principles need to be unbending and easy to remember and right. act on. You know, um, I think if we were to include the human nature argument. Uh, not an argument, but the human nature factor in a more pragmatic sense. I think that if I could find a way to include that in the arg in the in the assertion, and then lead the argument from there to be more tuned to what I'm actually wanting to talk about, I think that might be a more apt argument to be to be making because you know I don't know if we talked about empathy in his own episode no before and we, at some point it might be worth it because that's a, that's a thing. For sure, you can go on over multiple hours about, but empathy is one of those things that is a, it's a quirk of human psychology that, while has been selected for because it is beneficial when you're trying to survive, um, does not work as well in a system of abundance, and especially in a competitive system of abundance, it's like capitalism creates. Not not saying empathy is useless by any means, but it can it's a double-edged sword you know sure because empathy and then it's raw just like everything else in psychology really right um like well empathy itself offers no justification as to why you know well right it's an intuition it's an intuition and so it doesn't need a justification you just feel it right or you don't but because we have this other problem where we don't like doing anything without a reason we will justify our actions even if they're just rooted in the biological or instinctual feeling. Right, and that's where critical thinking comes in, where you have to realize that just because something feels right doesn't mean that it actually is the right thing to do. Right, and that's a maybe that should be our next episode. I don't know. But um, either way, you know, I, I, I have, I'm not going to... I'm not going to walk away with this, not changing my argument. I do think I do need to rethink it a little bit more because I, I do think it's a good argument to have because that, that's one thing, especially in our locale, when I talk to people about it, there there is a meme about capitalism bad and it, and it, it worries me to some degree. Um, and while there are plenty who would defend it, there are a lot who defend it like what what worries me even more, and this may go on into our post show to talk about a little bit more since we're running out of time, is there are those who would stand in agreement that capitalism is good, but their reasons for supporting it aren't. It's kind of like my argument here. Well, that's well, they're bad arguments. Like my argument may have been bad, but the reasons they give are actually reasons that if they were to be thought through and actually acted upon would also end capitalism, you know? Um, Cause I love capitalism, you know, it's the best. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I love the statement. I, I will defend the statement and I love defending the statement. Cause it's one of the few arguments I make that I can actually pull out empirical data for on a regular basis that capitalism has brought about the greatest, you know, increase in human wealth and prosperity in all of human history ever since we've 
adopted systems like capitalism. Like, right. We're not even doing full capitalism. Right. Capitalism drives progress in spite of, of regulations of it, not because of regulations of it. Exactly. You know, and there's this also this meme that I love to show around to my commie friends that I think is hilarious where they say, you know, there's that meme where, well, that's not true socialism. Like, well, this ain't true capitalism either, but it still is better off than your not true socialism. So, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. That's just petty sloganeering at that point. So, before we dive deeper into sloganeering, philosophers. Philosophers. <laughs>